Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, welcome once again to our weekly uh, podcast. I'm your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and you listen to Free on the Inside, an internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you could be. We're in for a great time this morning. I have a guest on here this morning. It's no stranger to our program. He's been with us a few times, but he always have information we can use. That's why we want to tap in on this here because, you know, these are a challenging times. There's so much stuff going on today, and we need to be aware of what's going on. I know sometimes you get so caught up doing your own thing that you forget about stuff that's going on around you, but I beg to differ. We need to figure out what's going on, and we need to be involved in community affairs. We need to be involved in the life of our young men and women. We need to find out what's really ailing our men and women that have fell, fell through the cracks, that are homeless, that are addicted to drugs, that's even incarcerated. Yes, 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 you can make a difference to help change the life in Jesus' name. We're going to bring our guest on this morning, and he's going to encourage you to be involved in, in, in the affairs of this here world here. Uh, if you care to join us, uh, that number is 310-982-4126. Again, that call-in number, if you would like to lend your voice to the program, is 310-982-4126. But first, we're going to let our guests share the things that he has. And if a time permits it, we'll bring you in to give your thoughts and comments regarding our show. So the next voice you'll hear will be our guest this morning, Michael. Good morning, Michael. You're on the net. Hey, good morning, y'all. What's going on? It's going up great. Can Thank you, brother. You know, uh, man, you've been over here several times. I'm always, uh, I'm always happy that you're able to join us again. I'm overjoyed. I'm overjoyed, man, because you got, you have information that we can use. So please uh, inform us on what's going on because we want to be in, in sync and in touch with our community. All right. Well, uh, first I want to say yeah, again, as you said, my name is Michael Sneed. Uh, I work with the community. Uh do a lot of work with juvenile ex-offenders, uh, elder, uh, voting registration. Uh, so today, I think that, uh, brother, brother, uh, it's Thanksgiving time, so I'm going to start off with Thanksgiving. Uh, we got a long way. We've pushed ourselves away from Thanksgiving. The love of families, we were used to gather. And uh, right now, families actually don't want to gather. And so the COVID-19 has gave us an excuse not to gather with our loved ones. We can do everything. We can go to the casino. We can go to church. We can get in all kind of crowds. But we don't want to crowd up with our families. And that's just the, uh, the work of the devil pushing us apart. And so I think that we need to... <clears throat> kind of figure out how we can get back to standards with the family. That's a, a tradition for family, you know. And so uh, that's one thing I just want to touch on because I'm hurt. I'm having problems with my own family with the same situation. Is that they say, well, hey, I'll pick you in a dish, but I don't want to come by. And I don't want to be with the family, but you don't want to be with this family, your brothers and sisters, but you'll be with your in-law families. So that's... Uh, a kind of tough thing for families to be pushing apart like that at a time like this when we need to be growing with so much trouble in the world. Now, now I'm going to speak with, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm going to speak with a little bit about election. This is election time. 
We got candidates coming up right now. We got Beto Arroyo going to be in Dallas today at the state for our Texas. Uh, we need people to come out and support. We need people to to register to vote to vote. We have to get that Abbott out of there because he's he's our enemy. He's not he, everything he fought is against human rights. You know the gun law. Some of you may believe in the gun law, but look at all the killings and deaths we've been having since gun law was passed. Look at the kids that. Uh, being involved with a pistol, schools, finding pistols in schools, kids getting shot at schools. Uh, that's not the way it's supposed to be. We need to, to get out and vote and get the man that we need in there, whether it's the man I think or the man you think. we got to make a change because we need a change for our kids. Uh, we need to come up with programs that, that kids can get involved with to be participating because they're not getting paralyzed at the house. Parents are not being parents. Mothers want to be homegirls and daddies want to be homeboys. And, and then when they hit the news that this son of theirs shot somebody or robbed somebody and then it's that my son is not like that. My son this, my son that. But it's how you raising these kids today and it's, it's not a proper way. Mothers are sitting in the car with the kids smoking weed and stuff like this. It's just, just, it's, we just have to come up with something to attract the kids, to pull them away from the situation that they're being led by at the house, at home. You know, it's not much we can do with a family, a mother, that's her kid, but we have to come up with some organizations that the kids will like, something after school that the kids want to rush to do that's fun. If they don't want to go home and sit up with mom while she smoke weed and have some other guy at the house that's not dad, you know what I mean? So. We, we have to do something to strengthen our, 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 our race up. Our race is drifting away slowly, you know. And so uh, that's one main thing I want to talk about because I'm very interested in the future of the kids. So is you, Brother Lewis. And uh, we just seem to not have a, a lot of future that we're working together on. People just don't, don't, don't care no more. And so, I mean, where do we go from here you know, so like I said, I think that a lot of organizations, we have to reach out. We have to not be afraid to talk to, ask our preachers at church, what kind of organization we got for the kids? What kind of organization, what can we do for the kids? How can we bring the kids back to the church? You know, what can we do and start working there? If you have a pastor that don't want to work with, with the community, then you're at the wrong church. And so... I'm, I'm just encouraging all you listeners to get involved. Yes, it is your business. It is your business. And we need to be involved to make a change. Because anything that happens in your neighborhood, it affects you. It affects your kids. And so we have to be involved. We have to, we have to take some kind of time out of our life to give back. You know, it's not all about us. You know, it's about, it's about everybody. It's not about just me. It's about the whole human thing. So I ask people to get involved. Be, always be involved in something, whether it's being involved in the elder, whether it's being involved in the kids, whether it's being involved in sex offenders or, or something. But try to give back to God by being involved into something, you know, and, and that's what it's about. It's not just about you. And that's why I learned that I spent more than 35 years in prison. And before I went to prison, it was about me. Everything was about me. 
But once I went to prison, once I finally asked God to come into my life and I cried out, boy, he brought the love in my heart that I could never, I never knew. I thought love was about some girl. But boy, when Jesus flipped me over, he showed me what real love was about. And there's no girl can make me as happy as I am right now with sharing my love to others, exploring my love to people, and showing my feeling to people exploring my thoughts to people. That's a great, great feeling when you can go up and tell someone what you think, what you feel about a situation. It's a great feeling when you can come out of prison for 35 years and you can go sit up in the governor's office. It's a great thing when you can stand next to the police chief and not worry about getting handcuffed. So I tell you that, you know, we need to make change. And if nobody is in no position where you think that I can't do this, I'm an ex-offender. I'm an old dope fiend. I'm an old prostitute. I'm on the record. No, you have rights. You're a taxpayer. You have rights. You have say so about every single thing. And as long as you sit back and let things go and never speak out about a situation that we know about, then nothing's going to ever get changed. I'm out day and night somewhere trying to make a change. I don't care how big they are. I don't care what position they have. I stand up to them because that's my right to stand up for what's right. And uh, I, I, like I say, I've been to Austin several times. Beto O'Roy is running for governor. I have numerous pictures of us together, working together. My ex-con, me, so we can do things. And I just love what I do. And like I say, I'm happy with working with the people and giving back. I took away, now I'm giving back. You know, and so, like, I feed the homeless. I, I go out and I feed the homeless. Uh, I don't feed the homeless to take pictures so people can see I'm feeding the homeless. I feed the homeless because it's from my heart. Because God said, will you feed me when I'm, well, did you feed me while I was hungry? Did you clothe me when I'm naked? I don't want to have to say, yes, Lord, I gave it to my preachers. I want to be able to say, yes, Lord, I did. I want to say, yes, Lord, I did. I don't want to say I gave my preachers. I want to be able to do it. He didn't ask you, did you give your preacher for the homeless? Did you give your preacher for the clothes? So I'm, I'm asking you people to to be involved into something, into something, you know. Uh, so true, Mike. That's so true. You know what? You were hit on several points that it really sparked my, uh, you know, my desire, my uh, of wit about some things when you was touching on how we ought to uh, be involved in our know that this is a time where we need to reflect on giving thanks, but we need to give thanks for being an opportunity to be involved in the political system, because we didn't have some laws and we didn't have some uh, some verdicts that seem to, get, uh, to go against the norm of just current, we're talking about current events, this Ridhouse, uh verdict that was done by this young man carrying his AK-47, and then he was being called out by the crowd, and they ended up shooting someone. And the jury said that he was innocent. And then I hear people in the background saying that they didn't give it up on a political system that they are not. But wait a minute, wait a minute. If we don't vote or be involved in our elected officials' whereabouts and them being, uh, uh, them being, uh, 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 let's see, them being uh, responsible to uh, our, to the political system and to they uh, and to the people in which they are being elected by, they run. They subject to do anything that they want. So we need to be involved. That's right. Yes, That's right. That's right. In our favor, right. all these elected officials accountable, from the judges to the attorneys 
to the clerks and all those people say, hey, if you if you do a thing that's not right, we're going to bring it to your attention and we're going to petition for a change to be made. And you said some things there, man, when you said, hey, I'm involved in some things, even though I've been convicted of, and even though I served some time, you know, uh, that you still see that there's a need of changing the law, not just to benefit you, but to benefit someone else. Oh, I love that, brother. Well, let me speak. Let me speak. Let me speak on nothing. We are right now. We're working with cash bonds. Uh, uh, we're trying to do away with cash bonds because only the Caucasians are able to make bonds. Minorities are not able to make bonds because we don't have the money, and so we have to sit in jail uh, a year, twelve months, fourteen, sixteen months on a case for just sitting on the bus stop, lottery someplace. Uh, sleep in some place because we don't have a home. Uh, some misdemeanor case that we should go in and get a court date and be able to come back. But we have to sit in jail as a black man for 12, 14, 16 months, hoping that we'll cop out to 10 years or something for nothing. You know, and that's not right. And like I said, we need to get behind our judicial system. Yes, yes. A man that murders, a man that robs, a man that rapes, yes, that's wrong. But the thing is, he has rights. And we just want justice for all. We want justice for all. And we want people that with misdemeanor. We don't want them to sit in jail and lose a job. We don't want them to sit in jail and lose an apartment. And so we have to work to try to do something with the cash bill. And that's an organization I work with called COP, Texas Organizing Project. I'm a statewide leadership member of that. And the thing is that we're working to do away with that cash bill because it, 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 a black man just don't have a chance, you know, with a cash bill. And when I was, oh. I remember when I was arrested, I was a first time offender. My father got eight kids. How can he put up his home, his car, his everything on one child that has never been in trouble? Why wasn't he able to go down and get me and make sure I'm there for court, you know, as a black man? Why is it, it that be. the man that you... killed, one well, more thing, why is it that the, we can't make bail, but the man that killed my cousin in Fort Worth shot her through the window, the police officer. Why is it that he can walk around on bus? And he's guilty. Everyone knows he's guilty. The police chief knows he's guilty. The mom knows he's guilty. But he can walk around on the street with a murder case when our kids can't walk around on the street with a lottery case. Oh, man, that's so true. That's so true. And, you know, Mike, as you were thinking about that, I was thinking about there's so many things that's going on in our uh, uh, justice system and legal system. Even just the commissary, the price on those things get to be outrageous. But I want to just It's a bigger pick. Let me say what the, I hate to keep well, you off, but well, as I'll, you speak about the commissary, I'm affecting that too. And a lot of yeah. you may not know, but I had a I I, I was a part of a, a telephone system being cut down. I was affected by it, and I went in front of Judge Clay Jenkins and all the city councilmen and John Riley Fries, everybody, and I had it drop from 175 to one cent a minute. And now everybody is able to call home because I went stood in before the city council. And the, and the county judge, and I testified that that's not right. Oh, How can a man contact his family or he contact his lawyer or whatever if he has to pay seven? Who's going to accept the telephone call for 75 cents a minute? By the time yeah, you say so hello, it's already $10. Yeah, that is true. So, hey, I think well, we got a call on the line right here, Tasha. You may know her, you, but we're going to bring her in and let her make comments regarding what you're talking about. We want... Uh, we uh, we want people to be involved in uh, to what's yes. going on in our community. Good morning, Tasha. You're on the net. Good morning. Uh, thank you for hearing me out. Um, you guys were talking about a little bit in regards to the judicial system 
I mean, I do have a lot of, I do want to make a few comments about that because I work in that. Oh, right. yeah. But there were things that you guys were talking about. Um, the, guy, the, the guy early was talking about education and the black family. And that is a very serious topic. And, you know, I have two sons, and, you know, they're older now, they're 23 and 25. And we always had conversations. And one of the things that they had, had said to me at one point was, you know, where we have a generation of kids that really don't have no leaders. You know, um, right. the only thing they know about is just basically Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Right. They don't have no real leadership after that. You know, and I think that is something that needs to be considered. Um, we also have to understand that when it comes down to the family, the breakdown of the family, you know, a lot of times I get a flag, it starts with the women. And not to negate men in any way, I say that because most children spend the most time with the mother. And the way, the way to divide the family is getting the man out of the household and conquering the women. So that is a problem. That is a serious problem that I see in our black community. I see that it's so many things that are affecting our black community. Our kids are dealing with so much stuff, and we're dealing with a lot of racial injustice. You know, but to level the playing field, because I work in law enforcement, you know, the racism is definitely there, but we have to level the playing field by... Um, you know, for example, if a guy, young black man, get his gun license, right? He get his gun license. Now, you, there are classes that you can actually take. It's not mandated. But white people take their classes. So in the event that, you know, my position has always been, like, if you get your gun license, then take those same classes. You understand what I'm saying? So they don't look at you as just a typical black man who's got a gun license that leaves you went far and beyond and, and learned the law and learned how you can, when you can, and not use your weapons. Because the state of Pennsylvania, there's just not a self-defense law here. So, you know, we have to level the playing field when it comes to a lot of things. But uh, the main thing that I look at is that we have to understand that the youth that we have now, um, they're dealing with so much and they have no leadership, they have no knowledge. And, you know, once they start allowing kids, who have kids and, and not let the parents be involved and taking a black man out of the household, that's sort of breaking down the black family. How do we fix that? Because they have no leaders. Oh, that is so true. They that have no one to look up to. Yeah, and, you know, and I was, uh, I do jail and juvenile ministry, and our young men, they're crying out for a male figure in the house. Not that the women are doing a great job, but they still need a man just to be able to balance life, you know. Nothing, uh, nothing, I'm not taking anything from the women, but we do need that man role model to be the head of the house. And oh, definitely. And also need men to be able to uh, have skills and talent because our young men get out and the only skill they have is they perceive is making fast money. Wait a minute, brother. That's more to life than that. The Bible said what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his very soul. In this case, his freedom, his respect. It's livelihood because they keep you incarcerated for the length of time that you're of age. They say, how old are you, 18? Well, you're going to spend 15 years in jail. That, wait a minute, that, that destroys a man's future now. So you really hit on something that way. As being a mother, I can hear the sincerity in your heart. You know, uh, before I let you go, because I have my guests on the line here, but I thank you for calling in. What is some of the things? Okay, but I just want to say one thing. Even though it's, it's women out here and we are single, 
you have mothers that's out here that are single mothers, it's still our responsibility to make sure that we um, expose our sons to positive male role models and also, you know, respect our children, respect our sons. You know, even if you and a guy don't work out or if your marriage don't work out, you still are obligated to um, turn this around positive male role models. And that is the case. Bottom line, that's how we're going to change everything. We can't expect to see the changes in the next year. We may not see the changes for years to come, but that's how you do it. Oh, that is so true. Hey, thank you for those comments, Sam. Before I let you go, I just let to thank you. Now, as you being a black mother and a, and a parent, and you have kids that are struggling with life, what is your words of encouragement you can give some other young lady that's struggling? I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, what words of encouragement can you give another black lady, uh, a young parent, to keep on hanging in there? Never My words on? of encouragement would be to, you know, we have to be very diligent and pay attention to our children. And we have to educate ourselves to educate our children. We have to teach our kids, especially our black men, how to survive in the streets. You understand what I'm saying? Like, even when dealing with the unjust justice system, you know, if you know that they're going to be targeted if it's a, a few guys in the car, then we have to teach them how to deal with that. It's not fair, it's not right, but we have to teach them the reality of what's going on so they can come home. I'm on the radio. And also put yourself in a position where you can be expected. Oh, that is so. But thank you very much. We're gonna bring. Oh, we might want to just chime in on. You're listening to free on the inside. And and to challenge you to be all you could be today, tomorrow, for years and weeks to come. Okay. Okay. Mike. Yes, I want to say, man, I enjoyed that lady. I love her. She was everything we need on the talk show. And everything. She was really great. And I love everything she said. She wasn't selfish uh, for, for women or for men. She was straight out with what it, it is and what it needs to be. And I thank her very much for that. She motivated me this morning. And uh, I just think that everything she said was 100% correctly. And then we need to just try to figure out a way that we can uh, work together as a family because it takes a lot out of a family when the man is gone or when the mother is gone. And so us as black people need to figure out how we can become family because the kids do need a figure. I mean, if they don't have a father figure, their mother can do a whole lot, but a mother can never be a father. And that's just the point. A mother can never be a father. A mother is the greatest thing on earth. But she can never be a father. And so when he walks out the house in the day and he goes down on the cut, then he has other fathers that lead him in the wrong direction. So that's why we need people to stand up and be a, a father figure to show him things, to learn things about African Americans, to learn that he can be a lawyer. You know, when we was growing up as a kid, we had the, everything was our figure. We went to the police station. We got to see how things work. We went to the fire department. We went to the zoo. We went to places where we can say, I want to be a police. I want to be a fireman. But they're taking all of that away from our kids. So now that our kids do not have any hope, all our kids can hope for is being the best dealer in the neighborhood, yeah. having the best gun in the neighborhood. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. 
that's not the way it's supposed to be. And, and, and the government is trying to take all of our black history out so we can't teach them and let them know where we come from. A lot of kids don't know where we come from. A lot of kids have never seen an out of house. And the thing is, a lot of kids say, well, hey, we're well, slavery. That was this, that was that. But let's, let's really look deep. Slavery ain't been that long ago. <laughs> what, 100, 200 years ago? That's not a long time. How old is your granny? Your granny's 100. The country is older so, than I mean, that. Slavery. So it's less. Yeah, you it, see it, what it, I'm it, saying? It, so slavery. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. And, and you so, know, Mike uh, says, says something things that, as I did juvenile history, I young out for some real, I tried out for some opportunities. You know, you know, they open they, they that they play, but I don't don't want to play it, but they're forced to do it because they feel like there's no other way to go. Gang banging, yes. drugs, and being a rapper. That's the only way they know. Athletes the know. know. And ath- and athletes and, and, and music industry is great, but there's more to life than that because once that. Uh, that uh, that one hit wonders pass you. You steady trying to find that again. Well, you need to be able to uh, take that money, bank, and invest it, and and start a business. A lot of our young men are great uh, entrepreneurs, but they they using that skill and that talent in the uh, uh, in the uh, in the wrong uh, setting. They know how to manage yeah. money. They know how to manage product. Hey, wait a minute! Yeah. Now, why don't, you, why don't you hire yourself? The internet is a fascinating uh, uh, a system, man. You can buy and sell things in, in the in the comfort of your own room, legal things, and you can sell it and be a, have a marketplace and make tons of money. Just because you know how you to can buy a market for what you need, right? Uh, right. Pen you can buy a endless market. The market is endless, man. That you could do those things. I try to encourage our young men and old men to invest in yourself, and that's the that's the key to success. In order to do that, you also have to invest in the people around you and your community. As we go back again, what profit for you to live a life of luxury is he when the things around you are falling apart? Because when you teach a brother, a young man or a woman how to secure themselves, it allows you more freedom. And you're not always having someone knocking on your door looking for a handout mm-hmm. to give them a hand and help them. And one thing that we have this crowd mentality, Mike, that we want to, we don't want no one to succeed no better further than we are. And I hate that, man. I experienced that in my own life, and I have seen things around me. People that tend to have a jealous and envy. I'm willing to help, and you know we have this saying is uh, I'm uh, what we say what's mine is what's for me is for me, and then, but then they also underline that with I'm not willing to share anything because it's for me, and so I'm not willing to share my gift and my talent because someone may steal. I beg to differ. If it's for you, nobody in hell take that away from you. If God gave you a gift and talent, yes, other people may do it. I think, oh, let me put it this way, but they would be successful. Think about William Chicken. You know, when William Chicken came on the market, that was, that was what, Church Chicken, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and a whole host of other chicken restaurants. And this man came on the market, sold chicken just like everyone else, with fried and a pepper, at a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And people laughed at him. They said, man, you'll never make it. You selling chicken hey. between McDonald's and 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 uh, and, and uh, churches, you'll never make it. 
And look at this man now. Look at hey. that franchise now. Don't Brother tell Lewis. me you can't make it. Brother Lewis. Yeah. Brother Lewis. Yeah. I, I got something even deeper than that. William, he worked for Church's Chicken. And he, came, he was a drunk. He drank a lot. And he came there and they fired him. And instead of him giving up, he, th- he started his own chicken. That's exactly what happened. Instead of him giving up, when I mean, he could have just gave up because he got fired, he decided to, to do something. And he came up with his own chicken, William Chicken. And now he's bigger than Church's Chicken, the people that yep. fired him. You and see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Because of your ingenuity, regardless of how you got there, if you have enough to get mm-hmm. up and yourself and apply yourself and, and bring yes, people yes. along, he didn't try to run all these places himself. He brought people in right. at a smaller but level. You know, hey, you know, so we, you know what I'm saying? You know, cause it can be done. We won't do that. We won't do that. We don't, we don't want nobody else to do as good as we are. And that's the problem with us as a black race. We don't want anyone. And another thing, we won't spend money with the black men. The only place that really probably we spend money in is William Chicken. But black people will not spend money with the black people. They'll go to a white tie shop. They'll go to a Latin tie shop. They'll go to a Latin store. They'll go to a white store, a Chinese, Japanese store where they talk to them like a dog. But they will not go and spend a penny with the black man. And that's where we, we give all our money to them. They send all our money across the country. And we sit here with nothing. And that's, yeah. that's the way we need to make a change in that. We need yeah. to make a change that's in that. That's why I say that crowd mentality as a race of people. that. Yes. Was, but we yes. have to teach our young people that, they, you know, that's not the right, right way to go and that's not the right way to be successful. And but the know, old way to change oh, it, it has to start with the mother. Right. Go ready. Right. Yeah. It, it definitely, and it's no disrespect to the men. And I only say that because the mother spends the most time with the children. You know, it starts, it starts, that's where it starts from, you know, that's where right. it starts from. You have women saying, oh, I want a man, and, you know, like, it, it starts with, it starts with the women, literally, and part of that is being supportive of our black men, and also raising our sons to not be another woman's nightmare or headache. You know, right. the same way we tell our, our daughters, oh, you know, get married before you have babies and all of this. Tell your son the same thing. I have a good boy. You can't, you know, when he's a little younger, stay with me. I was never the one because I have eight brothers. You can't just, you know, the only person I'm supposed to meet is the girl that you take serious. Now, are you going to be a boy and do do what you do? Of course you do. But ain't nobody coming to meet me unless you're serious about her. You have to put these situations. You have to go back to the old things that work. Character. You understand what I'm saying? Having, you know, boundaries and being old-fashioned. Being old-fashioned. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the most important thing. You know, now you got kids out here where they talk to their parents crazy. Your parents are too much being their friends. You can be your friend, but it's still a boundary. And it starts with the women. You know, I get a lot of flack from a lot of women with that. And I say that because we spend the most time with the children. And, and yeah, understanding is, your role as a woman. That's that's very right. important. Also understanding your role as a woman. Yeah, that's great comments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that's something that we have to be very mindful of. As our men are doing the best they can, whether they're in the head of the house, we spend a lot of time working. 
And I'm just a gift. I got to make take care of my family. I need to work two jobs. And when we're doing that, we're doing our male figures in the house, our young ladies in the house, a, a disservice because we're unable to spend that quality time. They get home, that is time. You know? I don't have time. Before you know it, your kid is 16 years old and you have to try to throw ball with him. He said, wait a minute, Dad, I need to go to work now. Dad, I, I need to do some things. So, and, you know, as you said, spend that quality time and sharing with our young men uh, about life and life. Not blown away by every situation that happens. It blows my mind because I do jail ministry. And guys incarcerated because of foolishness, because of unable to control a temper, unable to control a desire. But they learn that. Where do they learn that from? You understand what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I work in law enforcement. You have to, if you want this child to survive here in the street, you have to educate your child properly. Properly. You know, if you want those type of mothers or parents that, you know, that, and I'm really being honest. Like, you know, I've seen many times where I'm hearing mothers or parents telling a kid that's like 12 and 13, hit them in the head with a brick. Like, that's not the way to handle stuff. Are you serious? Because of laws, like, they're very quick to, you know, charge their kids. You know, we have to take time and spend time with our children. We have to know who their friends are. We have to. That's very critical. That is very critical because you can raise your kid to be a good kid and still dealing with a lot of crazy stuff that's out there. Me and my, my youngest son is 23. 23 years old. He's like, Mom, and he's a good kid. But he's like, it's crazy out here. Like, you need to get a gun just to protect yourself. You know what I say? Well, get your license. Get your permit. Get your license. And take all that little classes that's not mandated, but still take class. Because I don't want no, you know, I love my son. I want him to be in a position to defend himself. Because some people, kids out here just, out here just not doing the right thing. And it's sad because they're lost. And I put a lot of responsibility on the women. When you have boys, when you have children, you can do what you want because you're a real woman. But you don't have different men around your kids. You respect your children. And that plays a major part in a lot of things. Yes, and we also support our black men. Yeah. And, you know, you said something there about, uh, and you repeated it twice, about when you uh, and, and say, said with the gun that you may mention, it's getting, as you get your license, get the training, knowing how to govern yourself. And also along with that training, which is a little hidden figure that they tell you how to uh, position yourself for a shooting. You know what or what steps to take, and that way they can say it was in self defense. And uh, people don't think they say, "Oh, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna learn how to, to handle a gun and stuff." But they also tell you about when you shoot someone and what uh, what rights you have. And a lot of times we don't have, we're right. not aware of those rights. It's different. Probably you know, there are different. The yeah. state, you know, it's different states. Every state has their different laws. You know, my main my main reason of putting it to my son is more so the fact that. You know, unfortunately, the system was at, okay, the black man, he got a gun, he got a permit, and he has to use it to defend himself. You know, white boys do it, they don't attend all these classes that's not mandated. You know, level of hands, they don't do it just to make it look good on your behalf, and you have to charge it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if you know that you're going to be stopped with four guys in a car, don't ride around with four guys in a car. Right, It's not right. right. 
but you have to learn how to deal with the system until things change. Right. Common sense. Because you know what, the, yes, we don't realize, we don't think about it, but the four guys in the car, even though the three of the guys are legal and doing things right, that one guy that's done something wrong, that one guy that's got something illegal, all four of them being convicted for that one senseless that's right. act. Right. They, they just destroy the kid. He's on his way to college. He's riding around with his friends right. for the weekend. Johnny got a gun in the bag. Johnny got some drugs in the bag. And he's, you know, his career is being uh, thwarted. And, and derail because of one senseless act, and that goes back to the what you you were saying earlier, Tasha, about home training. It goes to the point what you That's were right. saying, Michael, about having uh, a, a, the legal system. We need to be involved in knowing every your kids. I will uh, knowing your kids' life is important. You know, well, brother, I think they have to be educated. You know, we you know, know, they need to be educated and. and and trust and please understand that I do believe my kids are in themselves. But, you know, we just have to educate. You know, a lot of things that I see in the community, it is crazy. The murders, the shootings. You understand what I'm saying? Where, you know, you see a lot of the racism, even with the police. Even when it comes to the police. You know, like now, I wouldn't say in Philly, I, I, I can... You may be in the northeast part, you may experience it, and some parts you may not experience it. But at the end of the day, it's still unfair, but you have to teach and educate your kids what exists and how to get out the situation to to live and see the next day. But I also believe that they should always defend themselves. If they are feeling so that they, you know, that right to defend themselves. But I teach them to be respectful. And most of the times when you are, you're going to get away. I, I agree with you on that, and I think that uh, the main key that you said is, is raising your kids right. You know, you need to know. Go back to the old days, like when we were kids. Uh, my mama knew knew all my friends. My mama knew my friend's mama, and and, and she knew everything about them. And, and and we need to go back to the old standard to know who our kids are messing with and, and stuff like that, so that we can raise our kids right. And we let right. our kids raise themselves. What can we but, expect? But that you know? broke down when they started allowing kids to have kids. When they started allowing, allowing girls at 13 to 14, medically speaking, where they can't tell the mom that she's pregnant. And they put in these daycares in high school. And saying, if you hit your kids, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, you want to go to jail, you going to they can call a cop. You understand what I'm saying? When they start putting these things in effect, and, you know, that that's sort of breaking down the thing. Like, I live in Philly, but I'm from the South. I, I was born and raised in South Carolina, so I'm very old-fashioned with a lot of stuff. I don't compromise anything. Some things I just don't compromise. My boys tell me about their mom, lighten up. No, I'm not lighting up. It's certain things you just can't do what they in front of me. That's just what it is. And that's what we need to get back to. Because we're losing... A lot of women and losing our men. Our men are being shot left and right because they're just like hopeless and they're not being put better. Like my thing with some real shit, like you want to be like that, then you need to be fighting and defending your people. Don't kill nobody. Child, that's going through the same struggle that you're going through. If you want to be like that, and then what do, what do they do? They put all of these. Um, pharmacy, every time you turn around to a pharmacy, all these pharmacies, they're bullcrap pharmacies. 
on every corner. They're selling all the, you know, for the narcotics. You got every nationality in our community. You know, it's a flux of the freaking ABAC this year. You walk into the store, everything you see on display, if you had it in your car, you'd be locked up for drug testing. Every, every nationality coming to our community, take our money, and we give them, and we still love for it. Our kids don't have no jobs. Like, it, it, it's a crazy situation, and I, and I just think that we have to go to the cause of it. This generation, even my generation, who do we have? We have no leaders. You know, I teach my kids about, you know, the guys from vet cancer, and they, um, specifically because of their ages. These guys were young and was making major changes. And when you understand that, then you understand why they changed the rap. You know, when um, Rodney King was, was boulevard, you know, people responded. The music that was playing was like um, Public Enemy, a lot of conscious music. And once they realized that, they changed it. Music today is about drugs, gaming, women, and murder. Oh, that is so true. I, I, well, I, you know what? These are, you make some very positive comments, both of y'all are. And as we think about how how things are being changing and devastating, and it's just crazy out there. It's just crazy out there. Yet in the midst of all that, there we still have a reason to be thankful. As we come on this time of year again, it's Thanksgiving. Thanks for giving. Thanks for giving us health, life, and strength. Thanks for giving us sound. Amen. Life. Thanks for giving us. Amen make a difference in the world today. Thank you for so all those good Sometimes we don't understand those things that's happening, but we know that there's a power that's greater than ourselves, you know. I got a coin in my pocket saying, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I, it takes wisdom to know that I'm not in this alone. It takes wisdom to know that there's men and women that have the same thing on their heart that's petitioning the same God that I serve, asking him to intervene on our, in our behalf. And guess what? God intervened, but he asked us to help out. He ain't going to just change things just you know, <laughs> like that. She said, hey, I got something, but I need you and people like you to be involved. I need you to encourage our young men. I need you to build up our young ladies. I need you to be involved in the justice system, being involved in homelessness, in, in, in juvenile ministry, and you know, in whatever it is. Here, God calls us to be involved in the lives of men and women. Isn't that something? Isn't that Amen. something? That's it. Tasha, I want to ask you, as, as we approach this Thanksgiving, I don't know if you celebrate Thanksgiving or not, but you always would have a reason to be thankful for something. If you don't mind sharing with me, let me know what are you thankful for. I'm thankful um, for my family, and I'm thankful that I was able to wake up and become more conscious of what's being done in my community, and I try to do what I can to help in any way that I can. You know, um, I you know when I do help. You know, me and my girlfriend, we had an organization. We have a, we have this organization for like five years now. And um, we started out investing our own money. And we started out um, with a book um, by um, The Destruction of the Black Organization by uh, William C. Panther. 
And, you know, that's what I do. I just just one step at a time. You can change one and help one. That's what it is. And, you know, women, we play a major part. And it's really no disrespect to the men, but, you know, we, you know, it starts with us. It really starts with us. And, you know, when I became conscious and, and became aware of a lot of things, you know, I just, you know, what was right for my people. You know, and for my kids. You know, I wasn't always perfect, but, you know, I was rolling in my phone. And I'm, you know, and that's what it's about. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's great. And, and, and in the field that I am, I see so much injustice, you know, that it, it bothers me, but that's why I went into this field, because of the injustice. Amen. All right. That's, so, that's great. I want to thank you. That. That's great. Mike, what about you, brother? I want to ask you also, because I'm going to chime in on this. That's what you think about everything going on, but we still have a reason to be thankful. I, I'm thankful, number one, I'm thankful that I woke up this morning. Boy, I'm happy as can be. Thank God, thank God, thank God. I can move my fingers. I can talk to y'all. I can enjoy this coffee. I can taste it. Man, can you hear me? I can taste it. Man, I'm telling you, God's been so good. He don't owe me a thing. But he, boy, he blessed me. I can't ask him for nothing. All I can do is be thankful and praise him day after day, minute after minute, second after second, because... Lord have mercy, I am thankful because God brought me from way down, from the pits of hell, I tell you, because I was a heathen. I mean, because that's the way I was raised. I didn't know how to be nothing but a heathen. And so, but once I accepted God, man, he flipped me over. I tell you, I come from nothing, 35 years in prison, and I got out, and God blessed me in prison with a job, and God blessed me to come out and go to work on a job. And a guy that didn't know anything about construction or demolition, man, they told me I wouldn't make it. But in less than 30 days, I was supervising. God was driving back holes and track holes and doing stuff for me that I didn't I hadn't even never heard of some of these machines. I made the front page of the Dallas Morning News, ex-con, learned the hard way. I mean, just when the system was telling me I couldn't make it, I was never going to be able to make it. But God showed me something different. And I tell you what, I can't do nothing but thank God. I laid my burden down to him before I walked out that door. I told him about me who I was. Ma'am? You know, respectfully speaking, you got to think yourself first. Right, right. And when I made up my mind, I tell you, God made a big change in my life. And I have never wanted for a thing. So all I, I, I'm thankful that he can use me to help others, and I'm willing to help others in any way. Nobody can stop me. You can call me after we get off this line and say, Mr. Sneed, I need this done. I need, I'm need. i going to be right there. And anybody know me will tell you that because I'm here to serve God. He has served me, and I am so thankful. And I, 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 saw, I mean, I'm telling you, ain't nobody I love like Jesus. Nobody. No woman, no nobody can take Jesus' place in my heart because he proved to me. He's done things for me that no one, no family, no one. Those times right. I cried in prison, they wasn't there. My family wasn't there, but Jesus was right there to dry them tears up. Jesus made a way for me. What, what can I ask you this question? When you said this is me pride, you don't think your ancestors was there to listen and be there for you as well? You know, my thing is, like, when you come and change this because of things that you went through, I do believe in a higher power, but, when, you know, you're talking about Jesus, and I'm being respectful. But your ancestors okay, are you. your angels. 
You know, when you want to sing, you learn from it. So don't forget the ancestors. Right. And, and I agree with you. I, I accept that because the thing is, you know, the high, my higher power is Jesus. And and I, I I mean, I just, you know, if you knew what I went through, you, you could understand me. I'm telling you, I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot in my life. And I didn't have to go through it, but it was the way and the environment that I was in that I couldn't break loose from. I didn't know that it was anything different in South Dallas. I thought that everybody had a house with one bathroom and one tub. I didn't know that there was houses with three and four bathrooms. And I didn't know this because we didn't know this in right. South Dallas. But so now that I... That's what you connect thing, but when you start getting your accomplishments, that starts with you, the guy that's within you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you can give praise to Jesus and all that, but it starts with you. You had to go through things and realize things and change things. It starts with you. Yes, yes. And, I, and, and, and my, my, I, I'm just asking God, I want God to use me. I want to be able to take my little brothers and sisters, the, the black, the, my little black brothers and sisters out to Holland Park, Hamilton Park, so that they can see it's more than the projects around the corner from Mama. I want them to be able to see, because a lot of kids have never been to the malls in South Dallas. They don't even know what the mall, all they know where P.S. at, Walmart's at. I want them to know that there is a mall. There is some nice home for, for them if they strive to make it and be there. I want them to know that. And like I said, a lot of them don't know that, and we don't have the leadership and we don't have the fathership to, to show them. You, you don't have to have money. To, to make a kid happy, to make him scribe for something good. Put your kid in the car and drive him out somewhere and let him see the beautiful Christmas lights and the beautiful homes and what what Cowboy Stadium really looks like besides on TV and stuff like this so that he can scribe to do good in school, to say, I'm going to be a doctor. I want to make my mama happy. Give them something to dream for. Our kids have nothing whatsoever exactly. to dream for. Nothing. You take go to Lincoln High School and the kids don't even know what they want to be. That's the high school. They don't know what they want to be. And I knew what I wanted to be almost when I was in the first grade because you, you start thinking, you start developing things. And so I think that we just need to try to get back on track. Our teachers are not doing Well, the thing is, our teachers want to do it, but they don't want our teachers. They won't let our teachers do some of the things that they can do to help our kids. And, and that's well, the main goal that we need. In my opinion, I'm a naturalist, so I think our people can only reach our people. You know, I'm very right. firm with that. They're not equipped to deal with our people. You know, when my right. boys were younger, they, let me tell you, in Philadelphia, it was a charter school. It was a private charter school. Right. It, was, right. it was a charter right. school with that. My son said he never had that many male teachers. And one day, right. Right. you know, this male teacher said to my son, I ain't calling your mom. I ain't calling your mom. Come in here again with your pants hanging down low. My son had a belt in the locker and made sure he had his belt because he had a man you know, a black man that could relate to him. You know, we get these white girls, these white people in our school system that right, right. can relate to our people. You, you right. understand what I'm saying? You are so right. kick our kids out. You are so right. And then the parents so, are not so right. fortunate enough to educate our kids. You are so right. That's a big problem. And, you know, they put a Watermark church, which is an all-white church in North Dallas. They took one of our high, one of our junior high, Pearl C. Anderson, and they made it a Watermark church. And I was very upset. Why didn't y'all do something for the black people there? So Watermark decided that we're gonna, this is a black church. They're doing everything they can to get the black people there. But what you said just then is so positive. How can you bring white folks over to be with the black folks and make this a black church? Because they don't know what we've been through. They have never did eight kids in one house and 
lined up at the bathroom at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning to get ready for school and work. How can they teach our kids when they don't know what we've been through? We've been through a lot, and they can never know. They do not know. They can't teach our kids. And that's, that's the problem. Our kids just can't learn because they're sending white people over that hadn't been through what our dad had been through, our mama been through, or what we going through. And ate what we ate. So how can they teach us? But then it, we, do, we also have to understand that we, we are living in, in the United States. We, we, we're dealing with a, a, a system that don't want us to elevate, don't want us to move forward. So they're not going to do right. anything to help us with that. Right. It's up to us. That's, That's right. why I'm a nationalist. You understand That's what I'm right. saying? I had a lot of flack when I said the billboard, the billboard, mm-hmm. the football, that people are like, oh, you yeah, Trump? No, right? Trump, he's an arrogant dude, but you know what you got? But he was a businessman. You understand? All yep. these foreigners that come here, y'all in my community, y'all in my community, and I don't see no black stores in my community. You understand right. what I'm saying? It's, it's poppy stores everywhere. It's Chinese stores everywhere. And y'all only employ your people. And y'all take your money and go back to your area. You understand? Yes. Like, no, yes. I'm not okay yes. with that. Yes. That is you know, like, all, 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 about, and that's across the, the United States. Uh, and it breaks your heart because as I was growing up in a black community, we had black business owners. And as they got older and couldn't manage their right. business, they tried to pass it on to their kids. But their kids were not disciplined enough to hold a business or even have a desire for the business. We got to let our black people know, uh, let our younger generation know that it's an inheritance that we have been received from our forefathers, that we have another problem with that is by education. We need to educate our black people about where they came from and who and the laws that's invested in them. We need to educate our black people that own jobs that they can be the uh, the just a supervisor. They can be the one in the employment that's hiring people. We got to let them know that when you go into an employment agency, you can see someone like you. It breaks your heart to be uh, standing and fill out an application someone like you uh, or someone not like you uh, taking the application. And it, it's, they'll throw it away. I remember one time and I went on a job. That's the problem. I tell y'all how good I'm glad I'm thankful for. I went on a job once. I filled out the application. I walked out the door because I, I was young. I had the people pin. I, I walked back in there, and I saw the lady throwing my application away. I wasn't even out the door yet. I was, do. oh, my God. But I want to they, they can have a sign-up sign saying hi. Yeah. Just one moment. They can have a sign-up saying hi. They can have a sign-up saying hi. And when the black man go in there, they say they're not hiring. But the yeah, Mexican come yeah, in behind well, you and he get the job. Yeah. Uh, right. So, but but <laughs> this is why we have to teach our our, our kids to be entrepreneurs. You know, yeah. that's, that, you know, because our, our, our people, our black people, we are we are so inventive. Like we can become our own entrepreneurs. You know, get right. the, get the education pretty much, but also you know work for yourself. Like my father, my, my father, it's eleven of us. Only one has a different mom. Okay, step to the left. So that's another story. My father um, dropped out in eighth grade. You understand? My dad is very successful. Has a very very literally very successful um, construction company. He's retired now. He sells everything about to my brother. You understand what I'm saying? And, and he speaks Spanish fluently. You understand what I'm saying? He took the skills that he had and, and, and made it work for him. You know, I don't, you know, even like, even my youngest son, you know, he was in, in, you know, he was not really with the construction thing, but at a certain age, like, you're not going to sit here and not do nothing. You understand? You can, you can make money. 
you know, we have to push these things on our children. Right. You know, we we definitely have to and hold them accountable. You know, and right. this is how we right. change things. This is definitely how we change the things and try to get the generation up. My son is, 20, I have a 23-year-old and a 20, my 25-year-old just moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. What a beautiful house. My 23-year-old just bought a house out here for me. Why? Because I taught them the importance of credit, things that, you know, unfortunately I may have learned the hard way, but I teach them the things that they need to have a, you know, a level, a level plate in this, in, in this game. You know, oh, and that's, that's what it's about. That's really t- what it's about. I'll tell you what, Tasha, I got got another engagement. Today I'm going to be over with Linda Jordan Ministry, helping her celebrate uh, How Do We Give Thanks. That's a a yearly Thanksgiving dinner that she do for at a a center, a juvenile and uh, adult living facilities. It's a combination of the center. And we're going to be over there from 1 to 3 o'clock. That's in the Dallas area here, right off of Peavy. If you're familiar. Uh, I'm trying to get to Dallas. I want to move to that. I want to move to Texas. Okay, where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Philly, but I'm really contemplating moving there. I have relatives that are there that recently moved out there, and now that I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. You love Dallas. It's beautiful, a lot of jobs, a lot of opportunities. You just got to want them. And I tell you, if you come here, you won't go back. They're coming here from everywhere, Florida, California, New Orleans. Dallas is stacked. Nine out of ten people you ask where you're from, and they're not from Dallas because Dallas is so beautiful. All right, so but I, I just want to say this one thing I want to say to you guys. When we talk about, you know, our, our, our history and our heritage, um, South Carolina is the place where South Carolina is called Savannah Grove. Um, Savannah Grove, that's what it's called in the mat. It may be called Effingham. That is the place where they are basically, um, my father's side, we're not slaves. Um, they have a whole community. This family, they own the, the families there own all the land, all the stores, and everything. Like it's really a secret that's not taught in regards to history, and I think it's important because they were never slaves, and they have they basically own the whole county per se. Oh, hey and great. I think it's important to know. That is, that is. Hey, I want to yes. thank you for calling in. And we uh, and the program is uh, every Saturday morning from uh, 8 to great topics, great guests, that's yourself, and great comments. And uh, Michael Sneed was our guest this morning. But we thank you for lending your voice to the show. I'm following Okay, and I would like to get your email address because, like I said, me and my girlfriend, we do do teaching at a um, youth uh, community center. We teach, okay, you know, okay. our history. And um, All right. I would like for you to kind of check us out. All right. And then maybe well, one day we we'll get some of the young men on here to, um, you know, give their opinions and what they're dealing with. I, I tell you what, you and got a pen? Call back, please. Yes, you I have a right with? Yes, I do. Okay. okay. That'll be Joel Lewis 5-0. I'm sorry, hey, you Joel Lewis? Yeah, Joel, J-O-E-L. Joel. And that's Lewis. George? Joel, J-O-E-L, Joel. Oh, J-O-E-L, okay. Right. Then Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Okay. 5-0 at yahoo.com. Right, Joel Lewis, 5-0 at yahoo.com. Yes, 
and we're also on Facebook also. But uh, thank you for tuning in. We're looking forward to you coming on again. Carry us with words of wisdom and uh, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Mike, thank you very much, brother. We know we'll be talking again. Uh, you know what? I thank you, too, for uh, being on the show this morning. I thank her a lot. Show I ask her to please come back. I, I enjoyed them. I, you know, so I want to thank, and I have a reason to be thankful too. I just thank God just for another day. Thank you for another opportunity. Thank Him for uh, uh, looking past my faults and my failure. Thank Him for what He had done for me and encouraged me to do for someone else. Because we're not in this alone. We're being saved to be a uh, uh, to be a helper to one another. So keep doing what you're doing, my sister. Mike, keep doing what you're doing. God to get the glory. Okay. Amen. So, Every one of you, until we meet again, be strong. And as I get ready to get on out of here, I want to thank God for the opportunity. God, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for another day. Thank you, dear Lord, for being God, Lord, and Savior. Dear Lord, if we take about Thanksgiving, let it be my We should give thanks. Give you thanks for our health, strength, our family, for our uh, careers, dear Lord, for the gifting that you have, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord, that our gift is not just for us, but it's for the betterment of your people. Thank you for the words of wisdom as Mike shared with us concerning the community at large, dear Lord. Let us be involved in in, in things around us, dear Lord, because it's, it's just reflect how good you've been to us. Dear Lord, thank you for Tasha calling in. Thank you for her gifting. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. God bless you, brother. We'll talk later, okay? Thank you, Tasha. Come okay. back, please. All right, goodbye. Okay. Come back again next Saturday. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye.